0: Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97-5 and twelve eighty. the zone. Well, the Utah Jazz are back on track. They pick up a W. They beat Oklahoma City. Slow start. Bad first quarter. Uh, They own the second and third, and by the end of the third quarter, it was over. That was the story of that game, Oklahoma City. Lou Dort was very impressive. He had 42 points, and he took charges and forced turnovers and all that, but they, they don't have anybody to go with him. And the Jazz... Rested Ingalls and Re- uh, Clarkson still got the ankle, so he's out. And they rested Royce O'Neill. And those guys all get three days off now before they go into another back-to-back. So they got the win, they rested the guys, and uh, you know, guys down the bench like Jarrell Brantley got to play. And you'll hear from him come out in the post game. He was super pumped. He was so excited. All right, we're going to start with a little football this morning. The youths met with the media yesterday. We didn't have a chance to play Nick Ford for you youth center, uh, I think he's played four of the five positions on the offensive line. He's going to be a leader for this team. So I think, his listen for his attitude more than the O-line talk. Uh, he had a chance to go pro, and I asked him about that at the end of the interview. Um, thought about it, considered it, but ultimately decided to come back for one more year, and uh, he's going to be a leader on this team. There's, he has been already. He's going to have an even bigger role uh, this year. Alright, here is the youth center, Nick
1: Ford. Morning, Nick. Um... Have you thought about what you're going to be cooking for dinner after the red and white game?
2: Oh, I actually have. I'm not even going to lie. Um, I got some burgers, some brats, some steak, some other things, mac and cheese, I invited some of the boys over, you know, just have a good time around each other, build build some camaraderie. But, yeah, I'm, I'm already on top of that one.
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and just in regards to the red and white game, um, what's your mentality as you as you approach the game as a you know as a player as a leader uh within the offensive line group
2: uh my main mentality is just to keep my group going you know um there's a lot of talent in the group um and it's definitely going to show it's been showing um we're here to play the entire time and the entire time physically whether that's running the ball physically which we all know we could do and pass protection, which has gotten a lot better and taking pride in that and being physical and pass protection and just making sure that the entire uh, offensive line is hyped and the entire offensive line, um, you know, hypes the entire team because as we go, the entire
1: team goes. So it'll it'll be a fun one.
3: next question will come from Josh Furlong with KSL.com.
1: And yeah, Nick, over the last little while, we've talked a lot about your leadership abilities and, and kind of what you've been able to do for the team. You know, as you head into summer break or the off season, whatever you want to call it coming up next week, you know, how, how what, what does your role look like? How do you help these players? You know, especially now that coaches won't have a lot of, of ability to be able to communicate with you guys. What is your role in, in being able to to kind of help with this team?
2: Um. You know, same, same as always, um, I'm going to go home and uh, decompress for a little bit because, you know, that's that's important, you know, just as long as the same as weightlifting, eating, sleeping, you know, you got to have the time to rest for your body. So I'm going to go home probably from the 29th until the 9th and relax. But this whole time I'm home, i am be around my phone and everything. And I'm purposely coming back early. So anyone who's up here who wants to watch film, who wants to work out, who wants to do field work, um, you know, I'm just available for. Um, I'm not going to have school. I'm not going to have anything to do. So, you know, it'll, it'll be a good time to get closer to whoever wants to, you know, get some extra work and make them a little dinner too. <laughs>
3: Next
4: question will come from Bill Riley of ESPN 700. Hey, Nick, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, we were talking to Coach Harding and Coach Witt about this a little bit, but I'd be curious, you've played all over on the offensive line. When they came to you and said, we want to make you our center, was there any hesitancy, what went through your mind, and, and how's that adjustment from last year to now been for you? Um, no, there hasn't
2: been any hesitancy in there. Um, I mean, I first came here a long time ago, and my biggest thing was being able to be flexible. And one day at practice, Coach Harding asked me if I could snap. And I told him, yeah, even though I didn't really know how to. <laughs> and I just went over there and I was like, okay, just throw the ball backwards. And then, you know, I wound up being good because um, the more you do it, the more consistently, you know, just the better you get. Um, so when they needed that change, I mean, I had a flash of center back in, I think, like, 18 when uh, Lofa Lo went down at Washington State. Um, and, it, you know, it's just its just another day. Um, it's been fun, um, especially over the past couple months, being able to uh, work at that position. Um, I feel like it, it's a good fit for me because I'm a bigger, stronger guy, yet I can move. So it allows me to move with space and it also allows me to use my power. So I feel like it's a good combination of my play.
3: Next question will come from Sammy Mora at the Utah Daily Chronicle morning, Nick. I was just wondering
5: how you feel about the freshman class. How have they been looking through spring ball? And have you seen a jump from their play from last year to spring ball now?
2: Oh, most definitely. I mean, there's a lot of freshmen who played last year who are already making a name for themselves, obviously. And there's a lot of freshmen this year who's who, – uh, and, and Camp has been really pushing for spots. So, I mean – Everyone on this team is competing really well. Um, like Coach Wood says, we don't, um, you know, we don't restock, we reload. So all the all the freshmen right now and all the young guys and all the transfers and everyone who's, who's new to the program right now, they're making some big jumps and making the competition very, very tough
1: for the coaches.
3: Final two questions for Nick will come from Josh Furlong and then 1280 The Zone.
1: Yeah, Nick. Obviously, as a center, you 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 develop a, a relationship with that quarterback really well. You know what? You know, you get Charlie Brewer coming in. You obviously had Cam Rising, who won the starting job last year. But what is it about you know um, uh, Charlie that that basically shows, like? There's a lot of people that have talked about how his, he's so talented. He's able to do different things, and he's really experienced. What What is it about him that you've seen and and just kind of your interactions with him and seeing how he plays? Um,
2: being a center, you know, I've been working with all the quarterbacks. Um, from JJ to Charlie and everybody. So, I mean, they all have their little, you know, nicks and what they're good at. But I say, if I'm specifically talking about Charlie, um, he's just, I feel like he's very relaxed back there. Like, even though it may look hectic in, in, the, in the trenches and the secondary and everything, like he knows how to move around. He knows where to go. And um, whatever whatever he does, he does it with confidence. He doesn't hesitate. So I think that's... Probably the best quality of them. Final no question. I'll go
0: to
6: 1280
0: Design. Nick, can you go into why you almost went pro and why you decided to come back? Uh, yeah, sure. So
2: basically, um, I had a good season last year, it was named Pac 12 first team, all that stuff, good stuff. Um, you know, the whole agency spiel, everyone trying to talk to you, everyone telling you this, that, and other. Um, Got my recruit, not my recruitment, uh, my grade thing back said I was third, maybe fourth round with a chance to improve my stock by the combine to maybe a second or third. So, I mean, I'm sitting there like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good deal. I'm getting a little a little stipend right now and going to school with stress or I can, you know, go, go play some real football and make money. Um, but, you know, just thinking about it overall, um, the main thing that, Every agent said, as well as every coach, they said, yeah, I could leave now. But if I come back, I could leave even better, which was a big uh, factor in my decision, as well as um, what else? That was a big factor in my decision, as well as just knowing how much talent was returning this year and the capability of this team, not to only win a Rose Bowl and Pac-12, but this team reminds me of 2018-19 when, you know, we had everybody in we're able to make that run. I really think we can make that run again. So I just want to go out with another ring and you know, talking to the coaches and everything. You know, they said they'd be smart and make sure that I was safe. And, you know, it, it was it was, a, it was a whole lot of attributes that um, made everything click. And I just want to make that choice. And when I made that choice, I I sat down. I was thinking in my head, I was like, okay, I got I got two days to regret whatever choice I'm going to make. I go to the NFL I could regret not coming back but I can only do it for two days because then it's just going to affect how I perform and all that and also there's no combine so that was that was a big thing and then the same thing is if I were to come back I only have two days to regret not going to the NFL not making that money not being um, comfortable and all that stuff and you know and I feel like I've really done that um, I don't even think I had those two days of regret I made that decision I knew it was right drove back here from California and it's been a it's been a grind and it's been a good one too
0: all right, there's Nick Ford, Utah offensive lineman, the center on this year's team. And coming up next, the head coach, Kyle Whittingham, then the best of the post-game show. Stay with us.
4: Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show.
0: are getting right down to it. The spring game is Saturday. That'll be on the Pac-12 Network. They're going to welcome in a few thousand fans. Kyle talking about that and a few other topics as spring football rounds uh, rounds out here. Here's Kyle.
7: Okay, heading into our last week of spring ball. Uh, It's been a good, uh, productive uh, spring session so far. We've got uh, fairly physical padded practice today. Uh, No padded practice on Thursday, and then we culminate with the uh, spring game on Saturday. Looking forward to getting back in the stadium with uh, at least some fans. Uh, I think we're capped at 6,500 or 7,000 right there, right uh, in that neighborhood. So uh, it'll be uh, good to get in front of fans again. Like I said, haven't been in front of fans since, uh, what, the season of 19. So uh, it's been, uh, like I said, a a lot of good things have transpired uh, this spring a lot of players uh, have gotten uh, much better which is the objective I mean you hope you would hope that would happen and, and it did uh, we have identified some some uh, strengths of the team and things that uh, need to continue to be uh, addressed so that's where we're at and uh, we're going to make the most of these last three and uh, the spring game and hopefully everyone gets a, a good flavor of uh, what we're all about when you when you're able to watch the spring game on Saturday questions first question
0: will come from trevor allen ksl sports.com followed by josh Newman, salt lake tribune good morning kyle how are you good thank you good morning um have, have you already gone through guys that that you're going to hold out during the the spring game
7: yes yes uh preliminarily we still haven't finalized that and uh you know we'll see what happens in practice today and thursday thing you know somebody tweaks an ankle or something that could change uh what our thought process is but but uh, yeah we've already got a start on that and uh you know we don't have anything to announce today because uh, like i said it's not finalized and and that will be finalized uh by thursday and and we'll proceed from there
0: and then to follow up on that, have, have uh, you, you've already said Bernard's the the number one running back? Has Chris Curry or T.J. Pledger made any progress towards getting that that number one spot, or maybe even made a, a push for that number two spot?
7: They they have definitely closed the gap. Uh, Mackay has continued to to perform exceptionally well this spring, though, and so he's he's uh, still the number one tailback. But both Chris and T.J. have have shown a lot of uh, progress. And really, uh, what they needed to do was feel comfortable with their assignments and, and uh, their uh, role in the offense. And, and they're starting to do that now and and really settle in. And they're going to be contributors as well. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, through fall camp, uh, whether or not we're going to have uh, one tailback at the majority of the reps or, or by committee. We'll see what happens. And that, that uh, you know, it's a good problem to have right now. we got uh, those three guys that we think are all very capable Next up, Josh Newman, Salt Lake Tribune.
0: Hey, Kyle, good morning. Good morning, Josh. Uh, Kind of a bigger picture question. Uh, It sounds like the dead period is finally going to end on June 1st. Uh, Assuming that does happen, do you have any inclination of what the calendar or what the rules might look like as you jump back in on June 1st?
7: What we're anticipating is, uh, just as you mentioned, June 1st, things opening back up. We don't anticipate that being a contact period, more of a – evaluation period where, or not evaluation, but a period, a quiet period, where we can have uh, athletes visit our campus, uh, either officially or unofficially, but we don't anticipate being able to go out and visit other campuses and, and do any off-campus recruiting. Um, we, I think the, the meetings, well, I know the meetings are tomorrow and Thursday, uh, and that's supposed to be addressed. You don't always get all the answers you want uh, in these meetings, sometimes they delay those answers. But uh, we're anticipating to know a lot more uh, after the meetings uh, culminate on Thursday. And uh, the best guess is, like I said, on June 1, we'll go to that period where we can have players back on campus for visits. And uh, there'll probably be another dead period uh, kick in in July sometime. And then hopefully, you know, the the evaluation period will begin uh, in September again where we can go out and uh, watch high school games and that type of thing. But, but uh, to be determined, but uh, that's my best guess as as to how it's going to uh, unfold.
0: Just to follow that up, obviously, things have been um, unorthodox for a year. Kids haven't been on campus. You guys have been doing Zoom calls and and things of that nature. Is there any element of what you've done for the last year that you would be happy to maybe carry into normal times? Absolutely, and that
7: uh, would start with being able to talk to uh, juniors on the telephone.
0: Uh, Whereas
7: before you only had a one call uh, limitation during the spring ball or the spring recruiting window. uh, We've been able to have several zoom calls and contacts with, uh, with the uh, class of 22 players. And uh, that's something that I hope the NC2A lets us hang on to, because I think it's been a good thing. And particularly with the, uh, with the early signing date, it lets you get to know these players better and develop a relationship with them. And so hopefully that uh, is here to stay, but, But uh, of course, you know, it's up to them. We'll find out uh, next few days, hopefully.
6: Next, we'll go to Bill Riley, ESPN 700, followed by Josh Furlone,
4: KSL.com. Morning, Kyle. Morning. So um, we know who your top three wide receivers are, at least from a production standpoint throughout their career. Over this month that you've had practice, has a number four or number five or a hierarchy behind Enos, Covey, and, and Dixon evolved?
7: Yeah, uh, Devon Bailey would be uh, in the number four slot right now. Uh, Money Parks has done some good things battling for that number five spot. Uh, we've had some other uh, receivers. Kane Savage, uh, who we moved from corner, has, has showed some promise. But uh, right now, there's uh, you know those four are, are clearly at the top, uh, the three you mentioned, plus Devon Bailey. And uh, like I've said uh, for a while now, we plan on adding uh, at least one more receiver via the portal. Group. And uh, that will happen, uh, you know, in the next uh, couple months, ideally. And so the, that player can be on campus here for the, for the June workouts. And so uh, it's a work in progress, that position group. But uh, they've done a nice job this spring and they've developed. But uh, we still think that we need to uh, add, uh, like I said, a receiver or two to that group uh, when all is said and done.
1: Next up, Josh Furlong, KSL.com. Yeah, Kyle, you kind of touched on this, talking about the receivers, obviously, in the offseason. But after this week, what is the primary objective for your team? Like, what are you you hoping them to kind of accomplish in the summer? Slash, what are you hoping to accomplish as a coaching staff?
7: Okay, well, first of all, they have a lot of downtime. The NCAA mandates uh, what they call discretionary weeks where you have to uh, have no football activities, no organized football activities for them. And so we expect once we're done with spring ball, uh, we'll have exit interviews next week. And then they're really on their own, so to speak, until uh, June 1 when this uh, summer player development starts, uh, Tuesday, June 1. So what we expect between when spring ball is finished in that period is for them to work out on their own and stay in shape and not not uh, you know get uh, out of shape. So we got to get them back in shape when they get back. We need to be able to hit the ground running on June 1st with a team that's uh taking care of themselves and ready to ready to uh, train and and get after it and that period is a nine week period uh the summer development you have uh nine weeks to work out eight weeks you have to give them one week off in that in that time frame for uh, nc2A rules and then we'll roll right into fall camp and uh, then we you know that's the the uh, prelude into the season so that's that maps out the next what uh, three or four months and until fall camp starts in August.
1: Following up on that real quick, but how, you know, in your your, your coaching um, tenure, you know, how, how often do guys go into this summer break and you see a noticeable difference when you come into fall? Is it, is it pretty common or is that something that it really takes a different type of player or, or or is there much of a difference when you enter into fall?
7: It's very, very common to see, see big changes physically, uh, particularly in the younger players that, that haven't developed like some of your older guys. It's not necessarily, uh, you know, a fourth-year guy that's becoming a fifth-year guy. Uh, doesn't have as much room to develop as as some of those young, young freshmen that are in your program, and so we expect to see a lot of progress, particularly from the younger guys, and adding weight and strength, and and uh, getting faster, and and uh, that's part of the process. I mean, you got to continually uh, trying to get better and and uh, trying to uh, get your body ready for a for a uh,
0: Division One football season. We'll go back to Trevor Allen. Where's your depth at, at, at cornerback now that uh, you have uh, Kane Savage over at, at corner or over at, at wideout? Where where do you how, – how do you feel about the depth at corner?
7: We feel good about it. We've got uh, Clark Phillips and JT Broughton who are uh, starters on the outside right now. Malone Mata, L.A. is the nickel, scheduled to be the nickel. You know, unless somebody uh, beats those guys out, that's how we're going to the fall. Uh, Fabian Marks is doing a nice job on the outside. He'd probably be the first guy in at this point in time. Uh, we've also got LeCari Pleasant-Johnson, who has really had a good spring and starting to come of age. Uh, Kenzel Lawler on the outside as well. Um, Aaron Lowe backs up Malone mata at the nickel spot. And then Zamaya Vaughn, who we moved from safety to corner, has uh, transitioned very well with that position. And uh, so, so we feel like we're going to be in, in pretty good shape. And uh, we'll add another player or two this summer and uh, that, that group will be, uh, I think we have scheduled to have 10 scholarship uh, corners in the program by fall.
0: There's Utah football coach Kyle Whittingham. When we come back, the best of the post-game show as the Jazz pick up another win. Stay with us.
4: Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
0: Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Barry Trammell from the Oklahoma came on the air yesterday and said the Jazz are going to win. Perfect for what ails the Jazz. They're going to get a W because Oklahoma City's bringing a, a water gun to this fight. And uh, a water gun and Lou Dort. Uh, you got to give it up to Lou Dort. Uh, he came out early and really took it to the Jazz. They did not match his energy, and he was awesome in that first quarter. He finished with 42 points, but the Jazz took over in the two middle quarters, and the fourth quarter was pretty much garbage time. Let's get to the best of the postgame show.
8: It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Jazz beat the Thunder 106-96, got off to a bit of a slow start, uh, but overcame a 17-point deficit, had a big third quarter, and the Jazz end up winning by 10. They were led by Bogdanovich, who had 23. Mitchell had 22. Conley had 15 to go along with 14 assists. Rudy Gobert with 13 and 14 rebounds. And George Niang with his first career double-double, 18 points and 10 rebounds for the Jazz in a winning effort. Of course, they were shorthanded. No Jordan Clarkson, no Joe Ingles, no Royce O'Neal. But they get the W and now have a couple of days off. Let's get some postgame sound. Let's start out with Jazz head coach, Quinn Snyder.
3: Okay, we'll start with Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, what can you tell us about what you saw from Terrell Brantley tonight?
5: Well, you know, we, we sometimes, you know, players, most players at some point have, have heard, you know, keep working, stay ready. You know, you, you never know when your opportunity is going to present itself. And um, JB's done a great job of just doing exactly that. Uh Vince, LaGarza, and Brian Bailey in the gym working. You know, it's true of all of our young guys. Um, but Jarrell got got an opportunity tonight and came in with a defensive mindset and was able to impact the game.
9: Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune.
6: And kind of the obvious question here, but what did you tell the guys when you're down 15-17 in the first quarter and things don't start very well and to kind of turn things around?
5: Well, I, I think... <laughs> You know, obviously, th- th- we weren't – we didn't have a presence defensively. I thought they were too comfortable. Um, you know, Dort came out making shots, and, you know, we had to make it harder on them. You know, they got on the offensive glass. There's a number of things that that they were doing well, but we, we really weren't providing enough resistance defensively. And then, you know, f- from that point through really – middle through the fourth um, thought we again lost our focus somewhat uh, during that stretch. But so we've, we've got to have, you know, the the right frame of mind defensively at the beginning of the game. And, you know, we've had that at various times this year um, and been very good in those situations, whether it's the beginning of the first or the third. Um, But it's something that we're mindful of and we just need to keep, um, you know, focused on.
9: Ben Anderson, KSL
6: do you learn something different from the lower usage guys when they start to play uh, with more of the rotation players?
5: Yeah, I think, you know, those guys spend a lot of time staying in shape, playing three-on-three, three, playing four-on-four. Four. and But when, you know, you're in the game um, – in a different setting, as you said, with more guys that are rotational in the the middle of the game. Um, You know, you you have to figure out what your role is and, you know, how you can impact the game is different uh, in that setting than it may be you know, in a different setting, whether even if it's at the end of the game, when guys come in, you, you want to see guys play the right way. But, um, you know, when Mie or Juwan or JB have an opportunity, it's during during the game, they're, they're out there with, you know, Mike and Rudy and Donovan and Boyan and different guys. And, you know, again, I, I think the one thing that, that everybody can do that, that – helps the team is is defend and rebound and you know if that's where your mindset is um you know the other stuff tends to, to happen and whether you make a shot or not um, is less important than what you do on the defensive end
9: last question eric Walden, salt lake tribune
10: when you give royce a night off and george comes in and posts 18 and 10. Uh, what did you think about his play throughout the night
5: you know the good thing about what George did is he didn't he didn't get outside of himself. That's what he's been doing. He just got um, you know he got more opportunity, more minutes, and you know sometimes when that happens. Um, guys try to do more and in George's case what, what he did was plenty um, I thought he really let the game come to him and he, again he was focused on the right things defensively and you know offensively moving the ball and making quick decisions
8: there's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder his team wins last night 106-96 to 96, over the Oklahoma City Thunder let's now hear from the players let's start things off with Boyan Bogdanovich
9: hey Boyan first up we'll have Sarah Todd desert news
3: Hey Boyan, it looked like it was uh, a little painful when Rudy was helping you up after you fell on the ground. Uh, how is your wrist doing right now, and uh, did, how, did that affect you at all?
11: I mean, it didn't affect me today, but whenever I get a get a hit, he was he really pulled me hard from a, from a, from a ground. So I got a I got a used to that. So yeah, it's it's kind of kind of painful, but it's. Just for a, for a couple moments after after that, and then I'm I'm fine. So it didn't affect me at all.
9: Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune.
6: Okay, you were able to get to the basket pretty often tonight. It was and, and with some success too. I mean, was there uh, something you were doing differently or or had a, a uh, emphasis on in order to do that tonight?
11: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, we had a couple couple guys out. On this, on this back-to-back, so we ran more, way more set offenses for me, so I was able to to get to the to the basket and and, and enjoy the foul even I didn't start the start the game well. So just I was just trying to be to be more aggressive these these two
10: games.
9: Matt Cole's AP.
10: What was the the problem at the beginning of the game, and 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 then at the end, it seemed like the beginning and the end there was a little bit of a lack of focus.
11: We can, we kind of start a game without without any 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 energy, both offensively and, and and defensively. So we gotta be we gotta be way better. We had a couple games this season. Starting, starting that way, and then against against great team, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to get back and and and, and win the game. So so we did a pretty pretty good job, second and, and third, third quarter defending and, and and running on offensively shooting threes. George George hit a six or seven threes tonight. So yeah, we, we need
10: a we need a better start, but uh, but collectively.
9: Eric Walden, Salt Tribune.
10: Well, Leon, what does it say that on a night when you are without Royce and Jordan and Joe, that you can have a George step into the lineup, you can have a Jarrell Brantley play 22 minutes and and be solid, and uh, just have guys step into roles like that. Listen, credit credit to them for uh, for this win for sure. It's it's tough for
11: them to to be out of, out of rotation and then suddenly you need them to play, to play 30 minutes. So they're, they're doing great job, taking care of, of their bodies, stay, staying in a shape working on, on, on their games. And like you, like you mentioned, uh, like you mentioned JB had a, had a great game tonight, both offensively and, and, and defensively.
9: Ryan Miller, KSL.
6: Obi, do you change the way you play at all when guys are out?
11: Me particularly, or, or, or our team? Uh, you particularly? I mean, we are running, we are running set of offenses, but uh, instead of running for for someone else, I mean, there is like 30, 30 more shots over there. So, so I'm I'm first to first to Donovan when 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 Mike, Joe, and then JC are out. So, of course, that I have to be aggressive. It's normal that I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have more more shots, more touches. So. So it's great. It's great how we how we manage the shot, basically. No matter who is uh, who is on the floor or who is out.
9: Follow up from Andy Larson.
6: Well, okay, just uh, you guys are on pace for the most three point shots ever in league history as, as a team. And I'm curious, kind of, when when you were sitting out during the bubble, was there a point when you kind of came back and realized, holy cow, we can take a whole lot more shots, a whole lot more threes than we did last year, even though we kind of have the same group.
11: No, of course, especially especially the way the way Donovan is is playing right now. So the all 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 defense it's it's focused on him, and and then we are playing we are playing great defense. Our our first and primary offense is it's it's our it's our transition, and and, and that's. There's the part of the game that that we struggle if we don't if we don't guard. So if we guard, we can we can really really shoot a three. And no matter who is on the floor, JB hit a couple couple tonight. Georgie when he got a he got more minutes, he's gonna he gonna take them. So we are really doing great
10: job taking the trees.
9: Last one follow up from Eric Walden.
10: Well, now that you guys are down below twenty games remaining in the regular season. And you have a night like tonight where Royce takes a night off to rest. How do you kind of strike the right balance between not burning guys out and winning enough games to keep the number one seed and and to keep getting better every night?
11: I mean, like I mentioned, our our young guys did a great job there, staying in a in a shape, keeping their body, taking care of the, of their body. So it's going to be I, I think personally that's going to be huge if you finish first or, 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 or second so even resting the guys we are we are doing a great job last night we had a we had a tough one. So no matter what uh, what coaching staff decide who they're going to arrest or if they're going to arrest the guys, I think that we have enough quality to, to, to beat anybody in this league.
8: There's Boyan Bogdanovich, 23.7 rebounds for Boyan last night, 10 of 10 from the line. Uh, let's now move on to Rudy Gobert. All
9: right, Portland. we'll start with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
8: Hey, Rudy, so obviously you guys got off to a
10: bit of a slow start and you finished a bit slow as well. Um, What's one, what's behind kind of those slow bookends to the game and what changed in between?
12: I think uh, we started the game a little too comfortable, you know, the. The young team, and you know they are fresh, and they all want to, you know, prove themselves, and they, they have talent, you know. So they started the game firing, and uh, took us a little bit to react. But once we started to get more physical, to play defense, to, to communicate, you know, we we got back in this game, and uh, you know, when we when we defend like that, it, it fuels our offense. You know, and when we move the ball offensively like we did, um, it fuels our defense
9: that
10: cool, Rudy, it seems I know that you don't think blocks are the most important thing when you're playing defense, but it seems like they come in bunches. When you had four in the third quarter, what was going right to allow you to get to so many balls?
12: I mean, I just try to do the same thing that I always do, you know, which is uh, make sure the other team doesn't score. And uh, if they score, it's going to be shots that uh, they're not comfortable taking you know, and contested. And, uh, you know, they kept attacking the rim, you know, so I kept being there. (laughs) That's it.
9: Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune.
6: Rudy, when you guys kind of came into the season or came into the bubble last year, was there a point where Quinn Snyder kind of got you guys all together and said, hey, we want to take a lot more threes than we were in the regular season last year? Because you're on pace to set the record in terms of threes made.
12: He did and uh, he was speaking specifically about catch and shoot threes because the percentage is when we shoot catch and shoot threes is is is, is much better than the uh, threes of the dribble and uh and obviously when we when the threes come from one of your teammate passing you the ball obviously it connects us even more and uh it makes us better and harder to guard and you know i think for except the last few games. And today, I think we did a great job, you know, for the most part, we've been doing a great job, you know, uh, finding the open shooters. And uh, and we got so many great shooters on this team that, uh, you know, when we do that and we are willing to do that, it's really, really hard to to, to guard us. Christos Saltos, Spartini out
11: of Greece. Hello, Rudy. Congratulations on the win. How important you. for you was to bounce back after a tough loss last night? And what would you like to, to improve of to, uh, from tonight's
12: game? I think uh, from tonight's game, I think we just need to start the game better. You know, we we got to start with a little more uh, physicality, you know, especially defensively and uh, and then it's going to dictate the whole game. Um, you know, we started the game uh a little soft and, uh, you know, they, they got a lot of confidence and, you know, and maybe, uh, you know, they, sometimes we don't come back from this, you know, against a team that has more experience. Uh, you give a team a lot of confidence like we gave them early in the game and it, it makes it a lot harder for us defensively. Um, so, you know, it's, yeah, consistency, you know, mindset, focus. Uh, even when we, we don't have the legs and we're a little tired, we need to make sure that we have the focus and, you uh, you know, the, the, the toughness uh, mentally, you know, to, to start the game uh, and, uh, and be more physical.
9: Last one, Eric Walden.
10: Rudy, down the stretch run of the regular season, what do you need to do to kind of find the right balance between winning games uh, to keep improving as a team and, you know, maybe to get a little bit of rust uh, like Royston tonight?
12: I think the number one thing, um, you know, for us, taking care of ourselves, you know, uh, what we do outside the court, where we eat, uh, the recovery, the work, you know, all that stuff is is, is, is a big factor. Uh, you know, especially over a long period of time, and coming into the playoffs, I think it it makes a big difference. Um, and and then communication, you know, communicate with the with the with the staff. Uh, you know, uh, that's it. I mean, listening to your body, uh, you know, there's some days when you feel tired. I mean, personally, some days I feel really tired, but um, I try to, you know, tell myself that I'm not. And once, once once the game comes, you know, I'm a little excited. And, you know, especially when people talk, uh, I'm a little excited. And, uh, you know, it makes me want to, you know, be there for my team every night, you know, because it's competition but yeah you know sometimes you gotta i have also I have to you know listen to my body and uh be smart and uh the same for everybody you know we obviously want to you know keep the first seed but uh keeping our health, i think is uh even more important
8: there's rudy gobert 13 points 14 rebounds seven block shots for rudy in the winning effort let's now hear from george niang all
3: right we'll start with sarah todd deseret news Hey, George. Um, You know, you have Royce resting tonight and a couple other guys sitting out taking care of, you know, little injuries and bumps and bruises. Um, Has there been a little bit of extra messaging maybe from the health performance staff or the coaching staff on uh, paying attention to your guys' bodies and maybe letting them know when you might need a night off?
13: Yeah, for sure. I I think that's super important, especially, you know, with the amount of games that we were playing in a short period of time. Um, But, you know, I really don't, I don't want to say I don't pay attention to that because we have such a great health and performance staff that, you know, is constantly, you know, in communication with us, the coaches of how much we're doing um, and what we should be doing. So uh, that's all in, you know, preparation of the the game. And, you know, that's all sought out before, you know, anything major happens. So I'm just thankful that we have them on our side to, you know, sometimes be precautious and, and hold us out when, you know, we're, Getting going too much.
9: Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com.
6: George, is there a different flow to the game when you start? What do you notice that's different?
13: Um. You know, obviously, I just go in there and, and play my game. Uh, I, I don't really, you know, see any difference. My role is, you know, just face the floor and make shots, and sometimes get in there and, and play make uh, for others. Um, obviously, you know, starting this is my first start of this year. But you know, you got to have the confidence to believe that you can start in the NBA, and and I do. So uh, I didn't take it as anything new. I treated this game just like any other, and I uh, just wanted to go out there and and do what I do on a daily basis. I think when people try to do stuff that they're not capable of, that's when bad stuff happens.
9: Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune.
6: George, what did you make of Jarrell Brantley's game today? And then what is he kind of like off the court in practice, that kind of thing?
13: (laughs) Jarrell is probably just as loud and happy and outgoing as I am. Um, He's a he's a great dude and I'm so happy for him because he stayed as we like to say, as young kids like to say, 10 toes down and, you know, kept grinding through everything, whether if it was, you know, being inactive or not playing um, or getting a little bit of minutes here, he just stayed true to who he was and kept his head down and kept working. And you know what I mean? The, the proof is in the pudding, the kid put in the work and he got to go out there tonight and show it off. And I think, you know, I don't say we weren't impressed because we're, we know he's capable of it, but obviously we were impressed to see him do that in a game. Um, and, but more, more importantly, just super happy for him because, you know, like I said before, you know, I, I know the grind of being on a two way and, you know, getting your opportunities and wanting to hit a grand slam. And he definitely did that. So I'm happy, you know, that he got to get out there and perform and play as well as he did.
9: Dana Green, ABC four. Hey George, knowing that uh,
13: this
7: more of the scoring load was going to fall on you and your start, um, hitting that first shot, how big a uh, how big was that for you to hit that first one? It seemed like it opened the floodgates for you in the in the in the first half for it, with with four three pointers.
13: Uh, Dana, I don't know if you know, but my first one was a corner three and I missed it. But the second one went in. So that one opened the floodgates. So we'll, right, we'll second keep it there. No, second one. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was good. I mean, obviously, when you get to see shots go in, it's great. Um, but, you know, more importantly, I try to get lost in the game. Um, I really don't try to focus on making shots because then you're putting too much pressure on yourself. I kind of just let the game come to me and really uh, do as I do. That cool,
10: The third one was good, too. <laughs> So you played well and you got 13 three point attempts, but you guys found yourselves down 17. What was going through your mind or collectively as a team to to say, how can we get back into this one?
13: Matthew, uh, you know, I told myself I'd choose positivity in 2021, so we're not going to talk about how we got down 17. No, I mean, it it happens, you know what I mean? They came out ready to play, and we've blitzed teams before, and they blitzed, they blitzed us, so our backs were up against the wall, and we had to respond, and we have a great group of guys that, you know, are resilient, so we got to, you know, make it happen and play jazz basketball, and the rest is history.
9: Eric Weldon, Salt Lake Tribune.
10: George on a night like this when you're missing Joe and JC due to injury and then Royce is sitting out for rest. How do you kind of strike the balance down the stretch run of the season between maybe getting the occasional rest for a rotation regular and also still trying to win games and hold on to the number 1 seed and still trying to get better as a team game by game?
13: Are you talking about like what I would what I would do or are you uh, like the team in general? We had, listen, that is way out of my pay grade. Um, the coaching staff, the coaching staff and the the coaching staff and the training staff, they do a great job of managing all that, um, throughout the year. Um, you know, I like to stay in my lane because when I get out of my lane, that's how you get hit by a Mack truck. So I have, you know I mean? I, I just come to work every day, do what I do, but I, I think they have a good grasp on, you know, resting guys and figuring out what guys need, um, yeah, the minivan's still trucking. That's all I
8: got for you. There's George Niang. He got the start for uh, Royce O'Neill who was resting. He had his first career triple-double, 18 points and 10 rebounds. Let's now hear from Jarrell Bradley. We'll
9: get started with Sarah Todd, Deseret News.
3: Hey, Jarrell. Uh, when you've got a night like tonight, you know you're going to be getting a little bit more minutes. What's the sort of the first thing that goes through your mind that you, you want to maybe produce or do on the court?
14: Uh, Just focus on the little things. Uh, It's amazing to be out there with, you know, the number one team and to learn on a day-in and day-out basis. Um, Today is just a day where I get to show it, Um, show that I've been paying attention and learning. And I got a lot of guys to learn from. So, for me, it's a blessing. Uh, And it was another blessing to be out there and play with them. So, you know, just got to keep letting the days add up.
9: (laughs) Ryan Miller, KSL.
6: Hey, Jarrell. I noticed that, uh, like, during breaks in the game, you and Donovan would be talking. Uh, what were those conversations like? What was he telling you?
14: Yeah, no, nah, I, I try to pick Don's brain uh, as much as I can. And, honestly, in those times, I want them to feel comfortable understanding that I've been paying attention. Like I said, I want them to know that I know their their movements and uh, – that they can depend on me. So I think a lot of that is just allowing him to know, like, I know what you're going to do. I want you to know what I'm going to do, uh, no matter what my minutes. if I, I may not play again this year, but if I do, I want him to understand that I'm a guy that he can lean on. Um, and that goes for a lot of the guys. So it's just like I said, got a lot of days keep adding up.
9: Ben Anderson, KSL
14: so, Jarrell, you're playing
6: against more experienced guys on nights like this, but you're also playing with more experienced guys. How does that help your game?
14: Yeah, you know, when you get to play with great players, um, it, it'll help you. Um, so, for me, like I said, it's a blessing. I'm on the number one team in the league. My job is to be a sponge. will be a sponge, learn, and when the opportunity comes, you know, um, help the team. So, I got, the, I was, I had the opportunity to do so today. Uh, and hopefully, I get another opportunity, but...
9: Andy Larson,
6: Salt Lake Tribune. Darrell, did you know going into the game that you were going to play a little bit today, or or was that kind of a, when Queen calls your name from the bench, was it a surprise, or kind of how did that work?
14: Um, I mean, I, I kind of had a feeling, um, you know, just the way things have been going on this team. Uh, but at the same time, I kind of try to tell myself every day that I'm going to play, um, even if I know there's no shot, but just mentally um, preparing myself to be ready and to be be useful for my team. So, uh I think in a lot of ways, I've been, been prepared for this moment since the beginning of the season.
3: Last question, follow-up from Sarah Todd. Darrell, I know that you relish the moments that on the defensive end and you going against a guy like Dorton, he's playing so well. What, is, what do you have to keep in your mind? And is that something that you're looking forward to and that you're happy that you're tasked with?
14: Yeah, nah, that's special. Um, to get to get the task to uh, guard the person who's gonna have the ball in their hand the most. Um, I think I take pride in my defense. Uh, I don't want I don't want the offensive player to score on me, um, and that's just kind of where how I was brought up. How I was brought up. So it's special to be in that position, and it's special that our teammate, my teammates, and the coaches trusted me with that role and with that task. And. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. These moments are amazing. Today was amazing. So um, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but today was amazing. That was Jarrell Brandley who got 22 minutes
8: last night and he played great. Played some heads up defense. Had 10 points on four of five shooting. Two of three from three. Also grabbed four boards and had an assist as well. The Utah Jazz overcome 42 points from Lou Dort, the Arizona State product to come away with a win over Oklahoma City 106 to 96. Next up for the Jazz, Indiana on Friday afternoon that game will start at 1 o'clock pregame will begin at noon and you'll hear it all on uh, right here on 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. There's
0: the best of the postgame show when we come back what is trending all the headlines next